and the means following. The actual decisions concerning the next lives of the living entities are made by the super soul and they are carried out by Yamaraj. So, in the Bhagavad Gita, um, there are five subject matters that are discussed. And the importance of the Bhagavad Gita, there are many religious scriptures, both within the ancient teachings of the Vedas from India uh, and in other different religious traditions and many scriptures. Um, but in all scriptures, there are five things we need to understand. And if those five things are understood, you'll understand all scriptures. And if you miss out one of them, you'll understand no scriptures. Eternal, because it's one of the Lord's eternal energies. 
material energy, we understand that, that is one of the Lord's energies, and the spiritual energy, all the living entities, and of course, the Lord Himself is also of the spiritual energy, Satchitananda, except that He has supreme consciousness. And He is the reservoir of all transcendental bliss, and He is conscious and aware of everything as we see in this purport here. So, the living entity, spiritual by nature, so we are individual, but we are prone to be to forget our eternal nature and be covered by the material energy and think we are this body. But then there's the Supreme Lord who's also conscious, but unlimited consciousness that can never be covered. He never forgets his eternal existence and he knows everything eternally, past, present, and future, of all living entities. So then, of course, in the course of time, time represents the will of the Lord, and if we have particular desires to do something, and we have a particular, to say, reactions to our past material activities, and within the course of time, the will of the Lord will act through the material energy, and we will get a particular body to fulfill that particular desire, and to fulfill that particular good and bad karma. And karma itself, or the work, the actions that we do. So when we do actions in this world, we can get this body that we currently have is the sum total of the reactions to all our activities in the past life. And the sum total of all the actions we perform in this life will produce our next material body. As Prabhupada says in, in purport, actually, this body is a result of our previous senses. And the senses are the mechanisms by which we fulfill our material desires. So this body is a result of our previous senses or our previous material desires. So that is karma. But karma, unlike the other four, can be changed. So the Lord's material energy is eternal, and sometimes it produces material manifestations, these bodies, and then the whole material energy can be wound up, but it's eternal. Whenever the Lord likes to release it, it is there. The living entity, we're eternal, the Lord is eternal, and time is eternal. But, because that represents the will of the Lord. The will of the Lord is eternal. Whether it's manifested in this world or in the spiritual world, His will is eternal. And, but karma, that is, karma means that that is one thing which is temporary, which means that we can actually change our activities through knowledge of these five different principles. We can change our activities for our karma so that either we get another material body or we can produce or we can have activities in relationship to the Supreme which don't produce a material body, they actually allow one to go back to the spiritual world and never take another material body again.
So those five things. Now if we leave out one of those things, or misunderstand one of those things, we cannot understand anything about spiritual life. Just one. If we leave out one, we can't understand anything. So, uh, some, so anyway, there are many misconceptions. Now here, it is describing the super soul. And here's some, the Srimad Bhagavatam gives us further knowledge that we can actually have that intimate relationship with that Supreme Super Soul, in which case, what the Lord knows, because He knows everything, and if we need to know something, He helps us to know what we need to know. So just like uh, Sri Prabhupada, uh, as described in There's a verse in the Bhagavad Gita. Beyond that, we 
we respected, we can find and value. So therefore, uh, it is beyond our material vision and it is inexplicable. Inexplicable means someone may explain something, but uh, unless one is practiced to um, gradually elevate from one concept to another concept to another concept, it's inexplicable. So there's a process of knowledge. By a process of knowledge, so for instance, when children go to school, we teach them 2 plus 2 equals 4. Uh, we don't teach them you know, the quantum uh, you know, physics because it's inexplicable. But they can understand it if they follow the process of knowledge. They have to have teachers and they have to follow certain practices. They have to put that knowledge into practice and some different things. So to become a doctor, you cannot just read a book. Even if you have a teacher and he says, yes, and this is how you do brain surgery. Oh, yes. <laughs> Bring in the next patient. <laughs> you have to work with the doctors. Make sure that you don't set the wrong So, this process of knowledge, otherwise it's inexplicable, no doubt. But, and so, it's beyond our senses, it's so subtle, most subtle knowledge, and uh, very elevated knowledge, and usually we don't have access to it, but even if we do, still we have to uh, follow this process. But it is the highest goal, uh, the destination of the Mahatmas. The Mahatmas receive transcendental messages from the realized devotees and thus gradually develop devotional service in Krishna consciousness and become so absorbed in transcendental service <coughs> that they no longer desire elevation to any of the material planets, nor do they even want to be transferred to any spiritual planet. They only want the association of Krishna. Krishna and Krishna's association and nothing else. Oh, so they only want Krishna and Krishna's association and nothing else. That is the highest perfection of life. This verse specifically mentions the persons, devotees of the Supreme Lord Krishna. These devotees in Krishna consciousness achieve the highest perfection of life. In other words, they are the Supreme Souls. So here at this point, the Mahatmas receive transcendental message, messages from the realized devotees. So that is the process. The Super Soul, the Lord, reveals his scriptures such as the Bhagavad Gita, Shrimad Bhagavatam. Then the Lord reveals the understanding of those scriptures to devotees who serve him in devotional service. So
that can understand it. You're saying the same thing to each one, but amongst them, what's this crazy person talking about? I'm not this body, this is me. <laughs> so,
topmost level of being awarded the highest realization by the Lord Himself. They don't even care about going to the spiritual world of Vaikuntha. They don't care to go to hell. They don't care to go to the heavenly planets. All they want to do is to eternally have that pure love for the Supreme Lord in their hearts and to show that love to the Lord and share that love with all the residents and all their associates like that. And they enjoy when the Lord is happy and He he reciprocates that love, then that is the highest goal. That, and of course, you know, it's common sense. If one is experiencing that transcendental, the highest bliss the soul can experience is that ecstasy of pure love in its most intense and ecstatic features. That is the highest bliss that the living entity can experience. And um, it's higher than just saying yes. I'll come back to the spiritual world. There's some love, naturally. But love is not the only thing. But pure love, it doesn't matter whether I'm in the spiritual world. The Lord wants me to help people in the material world. The Lord wants me to go to the hellish planets and help people to be delivered to the spiritual world. I'll go there. As long as I have that opportunity to manifest that um, keyboard pure love. And it stands to reason if there's a reciprocal loving relationship, what is the problem that we will have even if we're in the Holy world? If the personality of God accepts, accepts us as the highest lover of God, what problems will we have? Anyway, in existence. As always we sit in the if you're in wherever you are, you know that uh, there is no problems. Because the first out of Godhead who controls every atom, everything in material and spiritual existence, he loves you. How can you have a problem? But those on that platform, they don't care whether they've got problems or not problems. That's not what we're after. But the Lord cares. The Lord cares. So sometimes we see that, for instance, uh, someone may commit offences to some of the Lord's great offences. They don't care. They don't care. You know, they're not, in, you know, what's the so called, uh, someone's caused some unnecessary distress or whatever. They don't care. But sometimes the Lord cares. Therefore, you see in the Battle of drug they attempted to strip them naked. And the pundits tolerated, tolerated, tolerated. But Krishna showed the universal form to Arjun. Arjun, I care. They will all be vanquished for that offense. All of them, the armies, all vanquished for that offense. So don't you feel bad, Arjun, if you're hoping to do this duty? I've already done it. They're all finished. 
So it appears that perhaps the pundits have a problem, but how can they have a problem if they're the dear most lovers of God? But of course, Krishna revealed that even above the pundits, the Brajvasis, they are considered revealed by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as to be the uh, there is no higher form of loving worship than that manifest by the loving Rajavasis. And especially the gopis, and among the gopis especially Shumatrabhadani. But that confidential knowledge, although people have read the scriptures for thousands of years and for millions of years, they could not see that. It is by revelation the messages that come down to the Lord through certain devotees and then and then their followers, and that is the only way you can get it. Revelate messages from the Lord. And special confidential messages like that. So um, here we see Yamaraj, he gets messages, how to do the history. But Yamaraj, he looks after Prabhupada says, just the sinful people. So for those who chant the holy name of the Lord and try to develop their love for God, Yamaraj doesn't deal with them. They're not under his jurisdiction. They, they become directly under the jurisdiction of the Lord and his uh, representatives. So, but, just as Shri Prabhupada was given the messages to transcend it through the Mahatmas, to the transcendental process of how to spread the most confidential aspect of transcendental knowledge, not realized by any great sages for thousands and thousands of years, even though they're reading the scriptures, it's all there, but still they could see that was given to Prabhupada to understand and to take the how do you take the top most revelation, people can't even understand their spirit soul, and give that to the general mass of sinful people in Kali Yuga and get them to dance and chant and embrace that all over the world, in China, Russia, that understanding is given to Prabhupada. So in a similar way, you know, it's not too hard for us to understand that Yamaraj is given this uh, understanding how to, you know, perceive. Because the super soul knows, and therefore he helps Yamaraj to yes, this is the process, and you can see within their heart, oh yes, this one's done that, and you ask one, you've done that. Well, this is good then, okay, yeah, but then you mess it up again. <laughs> and, uh, oh, you're going to be punished like that. But, of course, Yamaraj, we always say, he doesn't like to do, he doesn't like to punch. It's a dangerous harsh man. You know, like the policeman, they don't like to beat you too much. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, uh, in this way, Yamaraj, he is as good as Brahma, and Brahma, he is also, you know, so, one of the qualities of the Lord is his. On this end, because he's everywhere, he knows everything. So, so this verse in the Bhagavad Gita, um, 13th chapter, 
So the Bhagavad Gita, not only does it tell us about the super soul that he exists, but he tells you his different transcendental qualities, all the things you can, the essential things you can know about the knower, <laughs> about the super soul, the supreme knower, the two knowers. We are one knower with some limited knowledge, and then there's the supreme knower. What can we know about those two knowers? That is the knower. And uh, so this is what he explains here. That um, that is super strong. Jyoti Shamati Taj Jyoti Tamasaparabhojate Gyanam 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 Yamvi Sabasya Vishnitam. He is the source of light in all luminous objects. He is beyond the darkness of matter and is unmanifested. He is knowledge. He is the object of knowledge and he is the goal of knowledge and he is situated in everyone's heart. So if we can connect with that personality of Godhead through the process of associating in the line of the Mahatmas coming down from Srila Prabhupada, from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then the super soul awards that knowledge in reciprocation to the level of devotional service we're performing and of course according to the desires that we have, what we want. If we want to be a devotee in Islam and get some adoration, some prestige, some facility, he will give that knowledge. The Lord is very kind. If we want to follow in the footsteps of the Brajabhasis and not swap our love of God for anything, you know, um, useless uh, for things that they have no taste for in the spiritual world, then he will give that if we desire that. Now we may think, how is it possible for me, the average calorie right, talking about myself, so many disqualifications, how is it possible for me to ever follow in the footsteps of the Brajabhasis and attain that Krishna like that? But if we have that desire through Lajitanya Sayyam, through his process, you can, you can attain that. Because I will give that knowledge. So we only have to ask for it, we only have to want it. That. So, Mention in the scriptures. What is the price? You just desire it. I want that more than anything. And Maya, she will test it. So she, a, she will say, Oh, yes. Let's see how sincere that desire is. What about if I give you this? Oh, yes, I'll take it. All right, we get the other guy. <laughs> I've got one there. No, no, no. I'm going to just not take that. I'm just, I just want that. So, the whole process of devotional service is like that, that uh, you know, to the very last point, the Lord tests. It's, like, it's not so much, it's testing, minor test, just to see if there's any rascals trying to get into the 
God. But Krishna, his process is to actually purify. So it's like, you know, with, if you're making the best quality metal, you know, you put it in the fire, you want to see all the impurities in that metal. Not so that you can say, ah, oh, look, you know, so much impurity, or, you know, what a useless species. Not like that. You want to see the impurities because if you see them, they can be removed. And then you can get this pure metal which is so strong that you know it, it will cut through other metal. Okay. So that is Krishna's process. Mine will, you know, sit through the rascals, but Krishna, if we ask, he will help and he will purify so that uh, he will help us see. Oh yes, there's a little something. This process starts from the beginning. All religion, every religious ritual, every religious process is the same process of purification. Right from the beginning of just doing the hair cutting for the child. It's the same process. It starts from a haircut, a little baby, and it ends <laughs> when we have that pure love of God within our hearts. What is a haircut? What is impurity? Oh, I'm attached to this body. Oh, surely not, it's just a little baby. Oh, you're just trying to take a little lock out of here <laughs> to see how much they got. <laughs> yeah. How much attachment is there? I've seen, you know, three, three grown men, you know, cannot hold down a little six month old baby who's saying, you're not taking that hair off my head. Seriously. The attachment, that's the same thing. At all religious principles, it's the same thing. But, um, uh, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, I'll give you the most powerful process and the most easiest. You chant the holy names of the Lord, you have Krishna Prashadam, you associate with others who want to go back to Krishna Lord in this life. You associate with them that in this life I'm going back to Krishna Loka. That is my goal. I have no goal like that. How do you get to Krishna Loka? You must develop that Kevala Bhakti, that pure love for the Lord, that um, I only want Krishna and I only want to be uh, in a, an eternal loving relationship with Krishna. Even at the expense of liberation in Vaikuntha or anything else like that, I just want that pure love of God. If you want that and associate with God is in that mood, then this life, back to God. So this is um, a little bit about the mysteries of this universe, how we can apply it uh, in our own devotional life. So I'll leave it there if anyone has any questions or comments.
Now recently, um, for my own health reasons, I was researching about the imbalance in the body, the, the subtle body, the chakras and all that. Now, <coughs> how do devotees deal with such um, if you know that there is an imbalance in a particular chakra and that's causing some symptoms and you're not able to practice bhakti because of that, should we just say, okay, I chant Hare Krishna and then we go, or should we take the required um, process to clean that? Yeah, so uh, the question is that sometimes uh, if you have to spend a lot of time researching and understanding how we can best keep ourselves very healthy physically and mentally uh, and of course if we're not it's a big distraction from uh, the spiritual path uh, and um, so of course if we put too much effort into it that's also a distraction so <coughs> Again, there is a discrimination, isn't there? There's a very high level of discrimination as to I do have to look after this body and I have to keep it, you know, it mentions again and again in the Gita, you know, a material body and mind must be kept fit for the service of Krishna. And that's that's the that's the goal, is that we keep our mind and body fit for the service of Krishna. So if our service to Krishna in our attempt to develop our love for Krishna, uh, so you know, part of our service to Krishna is gradually offering better and better quality service with you know pure motives and uh, you know sincere love like that devotion. So that's part of the service. Uh, so because what we see in the Gita is that we uh, we have to have faith as mentioned in the ninth chapter. We can't make spiritual progress if we don't have faith. That faith means that we have to cultivate knowledge and and that knowledge also to the point where we have full revelation of the revealed scriptures. And then that faith, which is consistent with full revelation of the revealed scriptures, that is very strong in our sacred faith. So we have to have that faith. That's one of the things we, we have to do. That's part of our service, is to develop that faith. Part of our service is also to develop attachment to the Lord and, and if that attachment then uh, naturally we become to the same degree we're attached to the Supreme with the attachment to you. So there is faith and attachment that is part of our service to develop the practice of attachment to Krishna. That all our senses are attached to Krishna, whatever work we're doing is attached to Krishna. Uh, and we also specifically want to be attached to Krishna in the local Vrindavan 
perhaps more so as mentioned in that verse 815 than the Ryan Vakunta. If we want to attach to the Ryan Vakunta, that's good, it's transcendental, that's wonderful, but part of our service to Krishna, if we want to attain Vajra Krishna Loka, we must develop that sort of attachment. Attachment and faith is the beginning where bhakti actually begins. Bhakti actually begins when we're fully attached to Krishna and detached from the material world. So then we actually have to practice devotion, love. So that they're actually part of that service to Krishna. In other words, if we don't practice them, we won't come to the platform of serving Krishna in love. So we have to practice them, we have to understand, and practice in the association of bodies. So uh, now that's we want to do that in this one lifetime. So there's a lot to do, isn't it? To develop that knowledge, that attachment, and, and devotion in the proper mood of the Brahma Bhakti. That's a lot of time and effort, a lot of meditation, a lot of you know, uh, devotional service. We're doing all our activities. We're practicing that everything I do in the day is imbued with that faith knowledge, transcendent knowledge, attachment and devotion. Every activity, every thought. So that's a lot of practice. So, uh, we, we have to keep ourselves fit mentally and physically to be able to do that for this one lifetime, finish the business off and go back to working. So, the fine line is that we're doing things for the sake of keeping the body fit and the mind fit, where it actually reduces significantly the amount of time we're putting into practicing development of faith and knowledge and attachment and bhakti. Yeah. So that understanding, of course, comes from the that's that comes from the Lord. We cannot understand those things. They're so subtle and they're the highest level of intelligence that the soul has. Now this is the soul manifesting its own spiritual intelligence in communion with the Lord on a very elevated platform. They're the decisions that are made on that platform. So, um, and these are the things that we meditate upon daily until we get that exactly right. So, uh, you know, it's, and it's different for each devotee according to their health situations. Some devotees need to put a little bit more effort into their health because they have more problems. So we can't just put a blanket rule for every devotee and we can't put a blanket rule for ourselves because sometimes our health changes, it gets better and sometimes it gets worse. So we may be we may implement the scheme for our health and our health gets better, we're still doing things we may not need to spend as much time on. So, you know, it's a... Um, but that level of fine intelligence is coming by the grace of the Lord in association with devotees who, you know, uh, that is how he works. He likes to work through his devotees 
uh, and um, uh, but he, uh, he will give that information. He will give that information without doubt. Uh, so, um, and the, the, clue, the trick is that if we have that desire, that in this life of going back to Godhead, you'll get the intelligence. If we end up with a slightly different desire, some other motivation, then the intelligence we get will be different. So the highest degrees of intelligence for going back to Godhead in order to manage everything in this material world, the physical body, the mental body, all the different you know, opposing elements and what have you, uh, that is given to those that fixed intelligence, the Lord rewards that. If we have other motivations, then we're not being fed that high level of intelligence. We've been given some, uh, you know, material energy can get in amongst that, <laughs> you know, those motivations. And we're thinking we've got intelligence, but she's actually tricking us because she knows we have some attachment and she's revealing that to us. And that's it. Um, you know, uh, it, it's amazing, you know, in the course of time. So, for instance, um, some devotees may not like to go out on uh, the same time. And it's amazing how many arguments all of a sudden pop up among the devotees, you know, just before Christmas marathon. <laughs> they don't want to go out and book, and do books, it's too hard for them. Um, you know, one of the things, so for instance, this, this is our general nature that, um, in the material world, I'm just speaking the material world as it is in you know, conditioned souls. Someone says, um, get up out of bed and come to my life and worship the Lord. Oh, There's an opportunity for sex life. Oh, where's that? <laughs> I wouldn't know that, you know, the, the average condition is so long as well. There's an opportunity for sex life, I wouldn't know what condition you're in. And there's just, you know, yes, where is that? I'm nervous you say that. There's never a problem. There's never a problem. You look at the little one with the call. For sex life, he, you know, he was across the Raven River. No one would go out. We got floods you know, up in the north. People are trying to cross and get swept away and drown. No, I'm meeting in town. On the other side of the So he had to swim at night, I think it was, a raging river. He just grabbed hold of a log. Then he somehow managed to get to the other side at the risk of death, climbing up the over the wall, thinking he's grabbing a vine, grabbing hold of a snake, and he almost got bitten by a snake. Finally gets to the door of Chintamani. She's like, You're here tonight? 
You cross that river? Oh, yes. And, you know, he, he, he was actually his father's strike to begin with. And he was thinking, come on, please hurry up, get your mum, she's done. Oh, She said, if you put that much determination into your spiritual life, you know, you be a pure devotee, you're back in God, like that. You know, you'd be best to love your cushion. So, you know, there are tricks of mind like that. So, so, it takes a lot of intelligence, you know, what is the mind? Um, am I being, you know, uh, artificially renounced by not looking after my body? You know, it takes a lot of intelligence. You know? So, it must come from Krishna. He knows, we don't. And those messages he will send. Uh, and if we have, uh, you know, just the motivation to just do what's best to go back to God in, in this life, to Krishna Lokta, he will send that information through the devotees without doubt. And, and, and the information that we're given, we'll understand as well. He'll help us. Okay, so, any other questions? Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you for the class. Uh, talking about the devotees as a minor into Hellish planet, I was listening to this Mahavala by Chaitanya Charanthu uh, character series, and in that I got to know that uh, uh, Yudhisthira Maharaj went to heaven abroad and saw that Duryodhana and all are sitting, but there were no, no Pandavas. So then when asked, then they took them to Hellish Park. And there, Arjuna, Bhima, Nakul, Sade were there. And, you know, they were just uh, going through the pain. And that there, the test was taken for the stream in, in that as well. How do we understand that? I mean, Arjuna, and being such a, you know, uh, such a great devotee, how can he be? given that place in Hellish Well, Prabhupada says that they didn't actually go to hell, they saw hell. That's what Prabhupada says. So, um, you know, Yudhisthira perceived uh, different Hellish conditions, but he didn't actually go to hell. So yeah, he saw things by the arrangement of the Lord, but he never went to hell, as Prabhupada said. Oh, okay, so that was like a hallucination or something. It's not that children. Yeah, it's like, you know, to perceive it. There's something like this here, that's enough. They don't have to be punished and put into You know, a, a very pious person, It doesn't take much to just um, purify the intelligence. You know, they're not like a dog you have to beat it. <laughs> so there's no need, there's no need for Krishna to do too much. You know? So he sees something, experiences, you know, an intelligent person, uh, they can experience the whole thing just by a little things. But, you know, the reason that that was there, Prabhupada said, is that 
Put it there, thank you, Father Krishna. 